You're listening to What the Folklore, making sense of senseless tales. You can support us on Patreon and join our Discord server at patreon.com slash wtfolklore. Hello everyone and welcome back to What the Folklore, Making Sense of Senseless Tales. I am your storyteller, Carmen. Crime Weaver, Tyler. And uh, I'm Gordy. Um, I have I have another identity um, okay. to pitch to the two of you. You can take it or leave it. Okay. Uh, this have week... we ever? Just, I don't mean to interrupt, but have we ever left it? That seems like it's not going to happen. I didn't. I, honestly, I didn't know that was an option. Well, it, it is. You could just say no. We don't want to have this person on the show. Um, <laughs> if we leave it, what happens? Does Gordy come back? Yeah, I just go back to normal. Oh, all right. Um, maybe I'll maybe I'll start presenting multiple options to choose from. <laughs> or um, or you can do challenge mode and try to create an option that we will not yes and. Um, maybe. <laughs> so this week, I I could be uh, mm-hmm. wind windmill Ronnie. Mm, I could like be, it already. Could be my name. Uh, he holds the the world record for the original Super Mario's super mario brothers speed run okay the world record mm-hmm. that he, changes hands frequently so but he i but believe he bi- that he has it right now <clears throat> but he bites people in supermarkets <laughs> <laughs> so how do you, do you get the the nickname windmill ronnie is that his uh his like signature mario is he pro mood? or con don quixote he is unaware of the existence of Don Quixote. His <laughs> his speed run was gained by sort of a windmill rotation of the arms. Just like across the buttons or with the controllers in hand. Very strange to watch. No one's quite sure. That is precision though. It's the same it's the same motion he makes when he goes to bite people. <laughs> That's that's how you know. You see the windmilling of the arms, and he is either about to set a new speed record or bite you, depending on the context. Are you in a supermarket? Any... <laughs> is there is there a a game controller around? Mm-hmm. Is there any point when he is not doing his signature windmill move? Um, yeah, I'd say a, a decent chunk of the time he's probably not doing it. So it's only those two times. Yeah, so like he can go to a mall or something, and that's fine primarily those two times yes and and he can go to a regular market if he goes um, yes. to a mall and he sees super mario as like a poster in a in a game stop or something like that yeah and, and then right across from it there happens to be like a produce store it has to mm-hmm. be a super what does that do to store? his psychology it has to be like um, a super target or something it can't just be a sure. regular one yeah yeah, so you know, it would be it would be like one of those targets that is hanging out in the mall, but their grocery section is right up front and center because they got a big Thanksgiving sale going on. For you know, food. it's never it's <laughs> never happened yet, but I wouldn't want to be there if it does. <laughs> that might be the day that Earth ends. Could be. He's mm-hmm. gonna windmill so hard it knocks us off our axis. 
<laughs> it just tips us right into the sun. <laughs> In which case, I am pro Ronnie because it's about pro. time. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd say so. The other intern has joined us. So we have full intern presence in the room right now. This is going to be a smooth show then. Yep. All the levels are going to be correct. <laughs> we got full soundboard. You won't have to do any editing. We will never... We're going to take some live calls later. <laughs> never pause awkwardly at all throughout this. This is going to be a smooth single take. Crickets on fact checking. Yeah, that's, that's her specialty. So so we don't get any angry emails. <laughs> I'm ready. Yeah. All right, well, today we're reading from Norway, and we're going to be reading the story Not a Pin to Choose Between Them. Not a Pin to Choose Between Them. Yes, a P-I-N pin. Is Windmill Ronnie from Norway? Because for some reason I feel like he is. I think he has family in Norway, but he's not from Norway, you know. Oh, he has some lineage there. He's yeah. Norway adjacent. <laughs> uh, so this story is uh, sourced again from Best Love Folk Tales of the World, selected by Joanna Cole. It's been a good book so far. It's got a decent Aptly titled, I'd say. Yeah. I mean, it, it does cover a fair bit of world in it. That's mm-hmm. um, uh, definitely got some sparse areas, which are also the areas that we're a little sparse on on our own show's representation of world folklore. Uh, I'm sure that's just a coincidence. Yeah. Uh, but this one's a pretty fun one. Uh, I have no other information on it, so... <laughs> great yeah i don't research anymore okay um you two ready to hear a story please do you have any other nonsense you need to get out of your system before i get started no it's a feature not a bug (laughs) all right not a pin to choose between them once there was a man he also had a wife the two of them yep wanted, checks out yep this is myth times yep uh the two of them wanted to sow their fields but they didn't have any seeds or money with which to buy seeds and that is definitely an impediment to this goal mm-hmm. they did however they, have a cow but, but they do have the field they have a field and they have a cow mm. having land is half the battle yeah it is a lot easier to get money or seeds than it is to to sneak some land from somewhere I have money right now. Yeah. And if you guys would wait like 10 to 15 minutes, I could run down to Kroger and get some seeds. But I don't have any land to my name, and I don't know about either of you. I would think that land would be the harder of the two to procure. Yeah, That's probably why they got it first. Which was wise. That's a smart business decision. I, too, do not have any land to my name. I got money first. And look at me now. (laughs) All money, no land. Uh, So they did have a cow, and the man was going to go sell it in town for money to buy corn. Why doesn't he plant it? Plant the cow to get a cow tree? Get a cow tree. Saying they did have a cow, man. Well, if it's like the (laughs) cow plant in Sims, isn't it like a little dangerous? It could eat you, but you get more cows. That's fair. Do you think a cow tree's... Uh, stump or I, what is the part of the tree that grows out of the ground the trunk yeah the trunk 
That's it. That's the word I needed. Yeah, stump is a trunk after a terrible after tragedy has been. After it's been murdered. Yeah. <laughs> a, tr- a, a stump is a crime scene. <laughs> Do you think a cow tree's trunk would look like a giraffe because of that shared lineage? It's like a black and white uh-huh. giraffe. <laughs> Wait, what? Can you run me by the logic here again? The, the trunk would have like a big giraffe, or would look like a giraffe's neck growing out of the ground, and then the branches would have cows that you could pluck. Uh, I guess because of the shared animal kingdom lineage of those two animals. You mean they come from like sort of the same region of the animal kingdom? Yeah, giraffes are long cows. I have heard them called that, yes. Um, in, in the scientific communities uh, where we frequent. They are called the long cow. Um, and eaten as long cow. Well, maybe these people are going vegan, so they don't they don't want a, a beef tree. Mm. They're looking for mm. corn. Or they've heard all of the money that's in the, the high fructose corn syrup coming down the line. And they want to... <laughs> I mean, they've already proven that they're pretty ahead of the curve biz- yeah. in some respects right um so yeah maybe they're just trying to like lay out a field for that high fructose corn syrup business get in on that while the getting's good mm-hmm. now i have heard 268 other folk tales so far and in the ones i've heard where someone has sold a cow for beans or seeds it has ended in adventure is that what we can expect today? Uh, of a sort. Would you like to make predictions? I already did. And that's that they should have planted it and gotten a long cow tree. <laughs> that's that's not it? a prediction, that's a critique. Yeah. Um, I predict that they won't do that. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, but you are you predicting adventure? I also predict adventure of some kind. Do um, you have any more specific ideas of like the direction or manner of the adventure that you are predicting? romantic hmm um i think they're going to encounter a gang of robbers (laughs) before they even sell the cow just at some point or during i don't know or after i don't know (laughs) one of those three (laughs) i'm not prepared to prognosticate that finally i see i'm prepared to say there will be robbers um or or similar ilk somewhere in this story all right so the highway man, men or women the man's going to go sell the, the cow for corn cash uh, but when it was time to do that the wife didn't dare let her husband go to town because she was worried he might spend all of his money drinking away at the bar now that you said that out loud all of our youtube algorithms are going to just give us advertisements for cows for corn <laughs> <laughs> those cow. advertisements you also see a lot on farmersonly.com the farmer <laughs> dating site it's better than cows for kids i mean it is sponsored by cows for corn cash.com <laughs> i'd rather hear that than the cows for kids jingle again <laughs> uh so the wife goes off instead with the cow and then a bonus hen that has not previously been mentioned a boneless hen a bonus hen an additional Bonus. hen, a hen that we were not previously aware of. Not like a buffalo hen. Yeah. <laughs> Near town, she met a butcher who asked if she was willing to sell the cow, and she said, yeah, that's why I'm here. Um, she requests five shillings for the cow and ten pound for the hen. And I had to look this up. 
just to make sure I was reading that right. Uh, according to the Googs, 20 shillings equals one pound. So this is a shit cow. <laughs> Bad cow or very good hen. Uh, the man's like, well, that sounds like a pretty good deal. I don't really want the hen, but I will take the cow for five shillings for sure. That's fair, Gordy. I shouldn't have downplayed the hen's achievements. <laughs> it is It is already... I shouldn't, have, I shouldn't have assumed that the cow would just be superior. Maybe um, the hen's just that good. It is already boneless, so you could just throw it right in the pot. <laughs> exactly. Which I would I would pay a little extra for. So the wife sold the cow, but she couldn't find anybody in town who would pay £10 for a lean hen. So she returned to the butcher and begged him to buy it. Uh, the butcher says, well, let's see about it. And he takes her inside and he gives her some meat and drink and uh, gets her drunk enough that she loses her head and falls asleep. Uh, while she's passed out drunk, the butcher dips her in tar and lays her on a heap of feathers. And when she woke up, she was feathered all over. Why? Why did he do this thing? Um, that seems an extreme response to somebody coming back to try and haggle with you. Was he having a bad day? It seems like he was having a good day. He got a cow for five shillings. He did. He just didn't want to deal with this lady again? I guess. Tarring and feathering, I thought, was usually saved for uh, pretty heinous swindle crimes. Yeah, it's just below murder in myth times. <laughs> Yeah, and I like, guess, I guess, annoying a butcher twice in one day is a crime <laughs> just below punishable by death. <laughs> yeah, uh, folklore crime punishments go from run inane errands for a king, tar and feather, torn apart in a barrel by four horses running in opposite <laughs> directions. It's really, it's really, it's kind of just a bad spectrum to be on. Yeah, you you didn't want to have to deal with the justice system in folklore times. There is no, like, pay a fee or community service option. Yeah, there's no paying your debt back to society of any kind. Yeah, right. not really. You are s simply removed from it. <laughs> one, well, Yeah, one way or another, you are, like, either sent away from it or just killed. Uh, so when she wakes up covered in feathers, uh, she is so, like surprised and does not recognize herself in this new feathered form that she is not not even sure that she is herself anymore <laughs> and thinks maybe that she might now just be a strange bird that's a hell of a feather job yeah <laughs> or, or she's a still hell of drunk. a drink i guess <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the combination of two ending in such that you forget you weren't a bird i feel like if you have to wonder if you're still you or a bird the answer is is clear that you are in, indeed still you, because otherwise there's no you for you to possibly be. Yeah. I don't know. This is what I'm saying. This was a very confusing section of the story. Appropriate, because she is very confused in this section of the story. Uh, so she decides that the only way to find out is that if uh, if she goes home and the calves are willing to lick her and her dog Trey doesn't bark at her, um, she must be her and nobody else. What are the chances of that? <laughs> so Trey, you are a, a tar and feathered monster. <laughs> so yeah. Trey, Trey the dog. I, I would like to point out that the main mm -hmm. characters have not yet received a name, but the dog's name is Trey. Yep. <laughs> um, he did a lot of barking because this tarred feathered monster was ambling down the path to them, and she says, "Oh man, I guess I'm not Kiss. me." 
guess I'm a bird. I better make sure. So she goes to see the calves and the calves are like, Tar is gross. No, thank you. Um, so she's like, Duh. yep. yep bird skin. Definitely a weird bird. <laughs> Figuring she might as well lean into this new life. She gets up on the roof and begins to flap her arms. Um, I guess me never existed. It's and, only been bird. And bird is me? <laughs> me? Me is bird? Flap. Fly. Live bird life. Tyler, you should do voice acting for a, a game where this is <laughs> this is encounter well, dialogue. Well, first, someone needs to make a game about someone having an existential crisis over whether they're a bird or not. What's Japan doing? They're working on it. Okay. Uh, so her husband sees this very large feathery tar monster flapping mm-hmm. wildly on his roof and he comes Clearly out a bird yeah with his rifle to take aim mm-hmm. uh so the possibility of being shot to death off a roof snaps her back to something like sense and she says oh no don't oh shoot. i'm not a bird i'm me <laughs> don't shoot it is in fact just me and her husband says oh it is you don't just stand up there like a goat on a roof and come tell me what happened so she crawls down but she had no shillings because she had thrown them away in her drunkenness I, well, Birds don't need money. <laughs> yeah, when I first read wow. that, I thought that meant that she'd spent all the money. But on second read, it does sound like she just like chucked it somewhere. Just threw it away. Birds simply need the majesty of the sky. <laughs> well, Cloud is money. That sweet, crisp breeze under my wingadings, lifting me to eternity so her husband uh tells her that she is only twice as silly as she was before and he got so angry that he made up his mind to just leave her and not come back until he had managed to find three other goodies as silly as his own what excuse well, me goody like good woman mm-hmm. uh-huh is that uh, so what that means he's on a woman quest now well, yeah it's, it's like that's like what you call old wives in folklore times yeah i guess like goody martha anyway yeah it It seems like this guy's just been waiting for an opportunity to find some other women to have romantic adventures with and his wife going a little cuckoo bananas over having feathers has just presented itself as an opportune moment to do so sure we can go with that (laughs) That, if that makes you feel better about your predictions. I'm, it just seems like his. it's very specific that he says three. Like he's been thinking about this for a while. He's had a plan. This is his plan. In mind. Maybe. Mm-hmm. And he's seizing the moment now. We can go with that. I think the intention is that he is mad at her for getting drunk, throwing their money away, and becoming a bird. He can be both of those things. And he's like... Like, I'm not going to stay with you until I f- figure out whether there are other women as dumb as my wife. <laughs> I need to first, I must first find three worse women. Yes. <laughs> I must to, find... to ensure that you are not the bottom <laughs> of only, the woman barrel. <laughs> only fourth worst or better for me. <laughs> not aiming for top woman just do not want bottom woman <laughs> not even top 10 and lady i gotta tell you getting drunk and thinking you're a bird puts you pretty low 
It's not, uh, it, it is not a great quality for a spouse. <laughs> I, I'll give him that much. This might be a little much, but, um, I, I mean, depending I, on, depending on like other history that we don't know of between the two of them, this might be enough to push you to a walkabout. Yeah, maybe. We don't know. This might be the second or third time this has happened. <laughs> also, the insult of her um, going because she couldn't trust him not to get his ass drunk. Oh, right. <laughs> and she, <laughs> and she, and she comes, comes home well, wait, well, covered in feathers and having thrown all their money away. <laughs> okay, wait, but like she did get she did get attacked. Yes. And we, she and got we attacked sh- with beer. Well... I mean, yeah, she she was preyed on by this guy who got her drunk yeah, for seemingly that's... no reason, and then and then tarred and feathered her so that like she's she's not entirely at fault here. No, but she she also I'm not saying she deserved this fate, but she also like went into town, did the weird price thing, and then accepted all of the drink. Very merrily. Mm-hmm. She assumed it was part of the haggling. I guess. Anyway, he toddles off. And it does say he toddles off, so I do like to imagine him <laughs> wandering off with that unsteady toddler gait. Mm-hmm. Uh, and after a ways, he does see a goodie running in and out of a new wooden cottage, uh, carrying an empty sieve. And every time she ran in, she threw her apron... Every time she like ran out, she would throw her apron over the sieve as though there was something in it. And when she ran in, she would tip it over onto the floor. Uh, so he's okay. he's like, hey, what's, what are you up to? And she explains that she is trying to carry some sun into her house, but it keeps disappearing from the sieve as soon as she gets inside. She, what is the name of this story? Not a pin between them, I believe. Not a pin to choose between them. All right. Just keeping that in mind for now. She says she doesn't understand it in her own, in her own cottage uh, the old one that she had, she got plenty of sun, and she never had to carry it inside, and the, this new cottage just sucks it all up. There's no holes in this. And she said, if someone could bring the sun inside, I would give them $300. So I don't know where that falls on the shilling to pound ratio of money. Did it say dollars in the translation? It does say dollars in the translation. There's a lot of different currency being thrown around. Uh, so the man says, all right, well, give me an axe. Uh, she gives it to him, and he cuts windows in the cottage because the carpenters had just forgotten them. I don't know I how, mean, just how you do that. forgotten to put windows in? Yeah. I don't know. Ever- I've not had a lot of experience, but my, my past experience with contractors working on aspects of a home, I believe it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I believe that that could be overlooked until, oops, it's over. <laughs> I guess. Oops, yeah. the house is done. Although, like, even little kids draw windows on their uh, box houses that they draw. You had two windows and a door. Mm-hmm. I would argue that these carpenters are also on the silly scale that this man is looking to compare his wife to. Yeah, what is crazier? This woman trying to bring sunlight in with a bucket or people who build houses that didn't know what windows were? <laughs> is that a measurable crazy scale can you compare the two of those silliness is such a nebulous quality anyway right it's not like on a, a line a linear scale 
It's like if you took a linear scale and you put it in your pocket and then it got all headphone tangled. Like what's sillier, six squizzles or 14 gumble boobs? <laughs> you know what I mean? I do, I do know what you mean. I do like those as official measurements of silliness, though. <laughs> like the currency of silly. <laughs> so he gets $300 in figures. He's got one silly goodie down. At least his wife's not at the bottom of the list. Um, so he keeps going and then passes a house where he heard an awful screaming and bellowing. And he turns and he sees a goodie banging her husband across the head with a beetle, which is a mallet, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, because over Just his head... a regular head, Punch and Judy over here. Like, yes. a, like a judge mallet. Yeah. Uh, because over this man's head <clears throat> was a shirt without a neck hole. So the man asks this... So he's a ghost. <laughs> yeah. The man asks... It, well, he's trying to be soon. He's getting hit, beat on the head with a mallet, so... He he's a ghost in a crop top. <laughs> Summer fashion ghost. <laughs> Uh, The man asks this woman why she's beating her husband to death, and she says, well, I just need a hole in this shirt. Meanwhile, her husband is screaming and calling out, heaven help and comfort all who try on new shirts. Repeatedly? Yeah. Like a mantra? I'm sure there's other stuff thrown in there. That was the part that I pulled out because he is blaming the newness of the shirt for his current (laughs) predicament. Uh, He offers... Much like uh, Big Bird's drunken cousin... This has happened before. <laughs> did he, so did he just, um, wait, did he just put it, he's blaming the newness, like he put it on before it was finished? Or what does he think is happening? This is just what new shirts look like. Just yeah, he just, without, he got just the hot new, yeah, he got the hot new fashion and he tried to put it on, but didn't have a neck hole. So his wife decided mm. to help by beating him with a hammer. It came out of his trunk club. <laughs> <laughs> This is the new fashions. A style guru sent it to him. (laughs) Um, So the husband is shouting and offering $300 to anyone who can teach his wife a better way of making a hole than beating something with a hammer. Wait, how many? $300. Again? Yes. Did the previous woman make good on that, by the way? Yeah, he got, the man got his money and moved on. $300 for hacking windows out of a cottage with an axe is maybe close to a, a fair wage. <laughs> I don't know how long it would take you to hack windows out of a cottage. But I don't think it's like an awesome, incredible reward to work ratio. But I don't know how much dollars are worth in this weird economic scale we've been presented in this folklore. So these are all just eccentric rich people that he's encountering. I guess. Seems like. It's just like a a strange corner of the world. (laughs) That's Norway. So the man's like, I got this. Give me some scissors. And he cuts a hole in the shirt and he makes $300. And this is a good return on time investment. Yeah. (laughs) I've got this. Do you have scissors? Oh, you do. (laughs) Good. That does seem pretty solid. I would, I would, um, I would do that. That's a good way to make some fast cash. If you can find two idiots who don't know how shirts work. (laughs) And are married to each other. And one of those idiots has a hammer. Because this, like, they're blaming the goodies for all of the silliness here. But there's a mm-hmm. lot of auxiliary silliness enabling goody silliness around them. This particular husband is no better than his wife on the 
the mid like the the brains department on the gibble bup scale or whatever the fuck i said earlier <laughs> he doesn't have a single sneasel for a gibble bup <laughs> the, the, the gibble bup quotient <laughs> uh but he has achieved two out of three silly goodies and he walks on until he reaches next reaches his next quest marker at a farm where he decides to rest for a moment so he steps inside the farmhouse, because I guess in folklore times, anyone's house is a rest stop that you can just go into without permission or knocking. Um, and the goody in there asks him where he's from and not, why are you in my house? Which would be my first question. <laughs> the man says he comes from Paradise Place, which was the name of his farm. And she misunderstands and says, oh, really? Damn, that's cool. Um, you must know my second husband, Peter, who is dead and gone. So, so thinks he's from a heaven yeah and you must know a little bit of background on this random woman whose house he's decided to sit in um she had been married three times and mm-hmm. her first and last husbands had been bad so she made but... up in her mind that only the second one had made it to heaven okay okay so you know that's why she only cares about the one guy uh-huh I hope going forward in these stories we get to learn everybody's head cannons. <laughs> each each individual character what they think is happening. Yeah. That'd be nice actually. Like on their on their character sheet, I'd like to see their age, their height, their blood type, and any head cannons they might have. <laughs> um I'm sure One I'm is sure birds. we could we could definitely insert head cannons. Uh-huh. Uh, so this man decides to like lean into her uh, misunderstanding. It's like, yeah, yeah, old Petey, we're good buds. <clears throat> and she asks how he's doing, and the man says, Phew, only middling. He has to go begging from house to house. He has no food or rags on his back. He has not even a sixpence of money. Heaven is great. Apparently you have to have cash in heaven. So now we have pence as well. Yes. As another currency. Yeah, there's a lot of different currencies in play. Uh, so the goody goes, oh no, he shouldn't have to go around destitute when he left so much behind him. There's a whole cupboard for- full of his clothes upstairs and a chest full of money. Please take them with you. And also a horse and a cart to carry it to him so he doesn't have to live destitute in heaven. That's pretty silly. <laughs> How many gomble bobs? <laughs> I give her six... No, I already did six. I gotta find a funnier number. There aren't that there aren't that many funny numbers. Sixty-nine Grubel flippers. I, she gets forty-eight mumbos. That's pretty good. Forty-eight rig rig wriggle guys. Riggle. Oh 40, no. Forty-eight um Riggle guys. I don't know about that. We're approaching the number of different currencies that is present in this story first. <laughs> our silly quotients. She gets 48 hummigoos. <laughs> uh, so the man swindles his way into a widower's inheritance and moves along. Meanwhile, her, her third husband, who is apparently still alive, um, <laughs> was plowing... And, and offended. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're bad, too. So even if you were dead, you wouldn't be in heaven. He was sitting in the room the whole time. <laughs> he listening. was he was out plowing a field. 
I've been married three times, but only the second one was good. Well, fuck you too. <laughs> I'm just watching Jeopardy. What's wrong with you? Are you, are you finished with your 90s sitcom couple reenactment? Deborah. <laughs> there it is. All right. Uh, so he sees this random guy riding I off. Guess, I guess we don't need to cast that guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we know who he is. As I think we are well aware of who plays third husband yeah we keep that man in business <laughs> we'll keep his acting career from becoming completely irrelevant um yeah so this dude sees the random guy riding off with a lot of stuff from the house and he goes in to ask his wife about it uh so she explains her perspective of what happened and uh this husband is not a complete idiot so he rides off after the man to get the stuff back. The man sees the third husband coming, um, and he drives the cart into a thicket by the side of the road to hide it, pulls out a handful of hair from the horse's tail, ties the hair to a birch on a little rise in the wood, and then lays under that birch to peer up at the sky intently. So as Peter the third, the third husband, who is apparently mm-hmm. also named Peter, also implying that first husband, was additionally named Peter... <laughs> Uh, rides up, and uh, the the thief man says, Well, if I ever, I never saw the like of this in all my born days. And just kind of continues mumbling to himself about the amazing thing he just saw. Mm-hmm. Peter, that would entice anyone. Peter the Third looked at him for I don't s- care who you are. Yeah. Uh, so Peter the Third just stood there looking at him for some time, wondering what the hell this man was up to, and then he asks what he's staring at. And the man explains, well, I never saw anything like it. There was a man going straight up to heaven on a black horse, and you can still see the tail hanging in this birch, and yonder in the sky, you can see the black horse. So Peter III looked at the man and then at the sky, and he said, I only see the horse hair on the birch. I am suspicious. This seems fibbish to me. The man says, well, of course you can't see the horse where you're standing. Come lie down here and stare straight up, and don't stop looking at the sky, not for one minute. Not for one second. So while Peter the Third lay and stared up at the sky till his eyes filled with tears, the man from Paradise Place rode off with his horse and took it with the cart and the other horse. <clears throat> when Peter the Third had heard the hooves thundering along the road, he was so astonished that the man had just taken his shit like that that he didn't <laughs> like muster up the the like I don't know awareness to go running after him until it was far too late to catch up with a man on a horse with another cart horse. So Peter the Third trudges He's just back. Staring home. at this guy, going, "Wait, did this? Is this happening? This is happening to me right now. <laughs> a real? I can't believe this. An extant event occurring. T- you're really gonna do this to me right now? The thing you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're leaving with my stuff again. I can't believe this. Oh well, back home." so yeah he trudges back home his wife asks him where the other horse went and he says well i i also gave it for peter the second so he would have a good afterlife and could ride horses and get a nice (laughs) carriage or whatever i love your second husband too now and she's like oh my god my head canon is also that he was the best (laughs) (laughs) he is the best husband you ever had i'm so sorry i murdered him i'm so sorry i'm him, I'm not him no more. Uh, and she's, and she's just like thrilled with him, and say, like, I didn't realize that you were so kind. Thank you so much for taking care of my favorite husband and his new head cannon. You're all right. 
you'll at least go to purgatory. When the man from Paradise Place reached home, he had $600 and a cartload of clothes and other money of probably various kinds. Mm-hmm. Some francs. Pences, francs, pounds, shillings, all of them. Ha- hamburger points. <laughs> Some half-stamped Pizza Hut where, cards. Where even... This is Norway? Yeah. Have we... I don't think we have heard like a norwegian currency mentioned yet (laughs) no we haven't um pokemon cards kroner (laughs) so is he satisfied in his bizarre quest i suppose so uh he is surprised to see that his fields all plowed and sown when he gets back and he asks his wife where she had gotten the, the money for the seed corn is she still a bird I don't know if she's got the tar feathers off or if this is just her new life and she has embraced it. Um, But she says, well, I always heard that a man reaps what he sows. So I sowed the salt from our friends in the North Country. And if we have rain, I fancy it'll come up nicely. Because I have some salt plants. Everyone wants salt. Yeah. And her husband just sighs and says, silly you are. And silly you'll be as long as you live. But that doesn't matter because I did just beat a bunch of other idiots. And there's not a pin to choose between you. The end. And so it comes home to roost. (laughs) So that's, that's the title of the story. That's where it came from. At the end of the movie, can this guy, like take his fake mustache off and reveal that he was Ray Romano the whole time. (laughs) Sure. And also, can we rename the story Everyone's an Idiot But Me? (laughs) That's more or less what we're dealing with. I like that. Everyone else is a dumb turd. (laughs) Everyone's an idiot but Ray Romano. Yeah, that's a good good title. Is, Is that expression like like kind of like you're uh you know a few something short of a set what is it that's yeah not the sharpest crown in the box you don't have two brain cells to rub together so essentially this man has just told her like i'll settle for you because holy shit is the world full of domos (laughs) i will continue to live with you because the world is idiots Not just the goodies, though those were the ones I was focused on because that was my specific quest, but hot damn. Yeah, literally everyone is dumb. Maybe I should go marry the butcher. He's a callous kind of fellow, but he does seem to have some measure of intelligence. <laughs> He's a- Turns out stealing is easy. You just gotta say some bullshit, and they'll be so incredulous, they'll let you do it. He's at least <laughs> they'll He's give at least it to you. cunning, I, I guess. In comparison to all these other people, certainly. Yeah, he he's a, a big fish, little pond situation right now. If I tried that grift, like, tonight. <laughs> oh, yeah, what are you doing tonight? We have a whole neighborhood. <laughs> if I just go to somebody's house and start taking their stuff, and then I pretend to see a horse in the sky, I tell them to lay down and look at it until they see it, and I continue to steal their stuff, I don't think that they will consider me very cunning. (laughs) Depends on where they fall on the pins to choose scale. The police report is not going to begin suave, comma, cunning. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, you can always just defend yourself by saying, well, like, I, I just didn't think that they had a garbarouche of, of uh, sense about them. <laughs> they seemed like they were pretty high on the gumble bumbles and silly they, down. They seemed six. I did six again. It's just, it's in me. Six is the number. Uh, <laughs> the, the, the silliest number, Tyler knows. They're 14 dunkadoos short of a spibble. <laughs> I feel like we've talked about this before, but fuck Dr. Seuss. This is easy. <laughs> <laughs> that guy's a fraud. I, I, will, I can just make up sounds. I would Where's love, my book deal? Just I would love to see you write a Dr. Seuss style story, Tyler. <laughs> Please. And if you don't want to take the time to illustrate it, I'll do it for you. Is there anything else for this one? pretty straightforward i mean like other than everyone's an idiot there's no we can harp on that but you can't fix stupid that's immoral (laughs) at least he has enough money he doesn't have to worry about his fields being sown with salt it's true that's a that's a long time fix they're not getting into the high fructose corn syrup business for a while no, that's basically a scorched earth. Maybe they can do something else cool with the fields. What would you do with a bunch of salty fields if you had mm-hmm. a cartload of clothes and a trunk full of miscellaneous currencies? Mm, haunted roadside attraction. Yeah, that's very good. Well, I guess that will do it for us. Thank you for listening to this Norwegian tale of silliness. Uh, thank you to all of our patrons for keeping us in business and helping to support us through these crazy times. Uh, Thank you to our top tier patrons, Hachiko-chan, Becca, your friendly neighborhood swamp witch, Kelly, Anaphylactic Shock, Katerina, Tasmanian Tiger, Kula, Funky Little Strawberry, Help, Rachel, I'm Trapped in a Podcast, Lemur! Everything's coming up, Spouse, Caitlin, Danielle, Wyatt, Soapy Faye, Olwyn, Queen of Terrible Taste, Allie, Thank You, Yonder Toad, Donbury Enthusiast, Koba's Cat, DPRCAM, Versus Me 101, The Day Dude, The Shortest Noir Detective, Pyrus, Kelty, Lovelace, Nathan the Scott, Alex, Nell, as Sexually Undead, Produce the Good China, This is Your Final Warning. I guess we're going to have to deal with that next week. Oh yeah, did we did we think of what the good China is? We we're gonna have to find some good china. We're gonna have to hunt it down. Grace, driver of the bus, eternal. High Listus of Wimbus. Yahweh, Yahweh. Little Smorgasbord. Haley, Dominic, Justin, Jeremiah, Lily, Izzy, Heather, High, Meow Lady of the Cult of Cricket, and Nuisance of the Show. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you always, Doug. Thanks, Doug. Thanks, Doug. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you, Windmill Ronnie, for stopping by. Thank you for not biting us. And yeah. thank you. We're not in a supermarket, so that wouldn't be an issue. We did mention a lot of like farm goods and produce. Mm, we did. Right. Get, so, getting kind of antsy, but... I, I I figured your biting jaws were getting itchy. I know. I yeah. know the line. Unfortunately, this went straight from farm to table. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to um, <clears throat> go buy some oranges and give someone leprosy. Also, <laughs> Windmill Ronnie knows the barrier between fantasy and fiction. Yes, which is um, which is more than I can say for a lot of people. He just doesn't know the barrier between teeth and flesh when surrounded by produce. 
or fiction and reality. I don't know if you mm. caught that. He does also have leprosy. No, he did. That was just figured. a new, just yeah. a new piece of the fiction. So mm-hmm. he lived near a lot of. Uh, I just blanked on the name of our armored <laughs> little friends that carry leprosy. Giraffes. Yeah. Sure does. <laughs> Armadillos. That's the one. Imagine giraffes with an with armor. I am. I yeah. I am too. It's and it's quite a thought. <laughs> it's pretty good. And, um. Anyway, a little more content for you right here at the end. <laughs> yeah, we're about the folklore. Giraffe armor is how that's what, how it works. This has been What the Folklore. Thanks for listening to our show. If you have story suggestions for us, please send them to wtfolklore at gmail.com and follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Special thanks to the Brobdingnagian Bards for the use of their song Happily Ever After from their album Brobdingnagian Fairy Tales. If you enjoyed our show, please rate and review us on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts.